There are some people that make their work just another thing they have to do. And there are those that make their work something that they want to do. Welcome to Working on Purpose with your host, Elise Cortez. In our program, we provide guidance and inspiration from those people who have found deeper meaning and personal connection to their work life. It's beyond 9 to 5. It's Working on Purpose. Now, here is your host, Elise Cortez. Welcome back to the Working on Purpose show. Thanks for tuning in again this week. I'm your host, Elise Cortez, joining you live this week from Hermiston, Oregon, where I'm visiting family. If you've been tuning in for a while, you know this program is all about helping people create more meaningful and productive personal and work lives and equipping leaders inside organizations to cultivate meaning and purpose that elicits passion, inspired contribution, innovation, and persevering performance. So I talk with my guests to draw on their expertise and share my own experience consulting, speaking, developing workforces across the globe. Every week in these conversations, it is my intention that you derive value you can immediately apply to your personal and work lives. So I invite you to listen in from that vantage point. And it is my fervent hope that you come alive with the possibility of living with passion, working on purpose, and are inspired to discover for yourself just how big and fulfilling your life and work can be. And if you do catch fire from anything you hear, reach out and tell me about it. I want to hear. You can, you can email me at Elise at EliseCortez.com or use the contact me feature on my website at EliseCortez.com to message me. When you do reach out, tell me how I can help, whether you want to join the distribution list to stay informed about these radio shows, you want to learn about joining a Catch Fire online inspiration, accountability, or mastermind community, or you want information on my purpose-driven leadership programs for individuals or companies. Happy to talk with you about anything you need. Glad we're connected. Now, back to the program. With us this week is Brandy Neese, an emerging speaker entering a new chapter of her life, having recently begun her journey in helping and encouraging struggling individuals. Brandy spent the next 20 years facing fears, overcoming personal obstacles, and improving her self-image. She has navigated a, a successful career in the finance industry and has discovered a bigger calling for herself in service of her one precious life and all she's lived through so far. She is now utilizing her passion and experiences to help facilitate healing and empower others to overcome their own fears, shame, doubt and daily trials she knows today from mason texas brandy welcome to working on purpose hello there it is so great to have you with us brandy i can't wait to share you and what you're up to with our listeners and you have a very very unique story with the intention of sharing it to really help your audiences access hope courage and inspiration to pursue their happiness and really chase their dreams of course i'm in for that right how can i say no to that <laughs> so let's talk about how we actually met. So I was out. I, I always like to tell our listeners how it is that my my guests come into our lives, and ours and and I in our case, I think was really pretty magical. So I was out speaking in um, Southern Texas on November second. I was talking about passion, inspiration, purpose, purpose driven leadership, and you were in the audience that day. So first, let's just talk about for you. What happened for you? Where? What was it about what we talked about that seemed to grab you? Well, um, the leadership launch, I was there that day, and I was actually hesitant to attend when um, <clears throat> a coworker asked me if I'd like to go. At first, I thought, no. I, I associated it with management, which was not something that I wanted to pursue, but I went, and I was sitting in the audience that day, and you were the first speaker And I remember being drawn in by your enthusiasm, and I just loved your perspective and your outlook on life, and I was just on the edge of my seat listening to you talk, but 
I remember the moment when the light bulb came on for me, and it was when you began to differentiate between leaders and managers, and you asked, what if we lead by looking for what's right and strong in someone, by looking for what lights someone up, by empowering people and helping them find their purpose, and I thought, this is it. I want to do this. I, I want to live with this passion and I, I want to help others. And I just remember being so excited. Oh, you know, and I remember afterwards when I opened the conversation up to the, the floor of, I think it was like 85 women and said, so, you know, weigh in. What did you get from the conversation? You you did say that, you know, you had gotten something from it, which I thought was beautiful. And, and I came up afterwards and asked if I could hug you because I, I just knew there was a connection there. And I'll tell you, Brandy, when you then followed up with your, your communication through LinkedIn and you told me what had transpired in your life, I was like, I am not letting this woman go. She's up to something. And I just was so blown away and moved by how, what you wrote. And we'll talk a little bit about that here in just a second. But I just really want to acknowledge you for being willing to to come into that space, be so real, so so powerful, so authentic, and frankly, vulnerable. Well, it's difficult, but having someone um, as encouraging and inspiring as yourself uh, makes it that much easier. Well, well, I'll tell you, you know, you and I have talked about this before. I want, you, I, want to, I want you and any of our listeners to understand that our interaction really is what um, inspired me to start my nonprofit called Purpose on Fire, because what I really understood, Brandy, is that you were up to something. You were going to go out there on a whole new journey and a limb of your life. And I was so worried, Brandy, that you were so excited and I so got that. And I was so afraid that if you went back into life without help, that that flame would get snuffed out and that you wouldn't be able to really make your dream come to fruition. And that's what Purpose on Fire does. It helps people who've who figured out their their purpose to help them bring it into the world and make it productive and meaningful and 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 stick and so I want you to, I want you to always understand how much I appreciate you for coming into my life well thank you it means a lot well you're welcome you're very welcome it's a it's a great relationship that we've we've come and it's just because the two of us were willing to open our mouths and share right absolutely and you know I think we've technically known each other just a little over two months. Is that right? That's right. And this relationship has become one, it has developed tremendously. um, And it's become one that I cherish because just in the short time that we've begun to talk, I I maintain focus. I'm I'm able to um, chase those life goals and it, it helps me put aside the normal self-sabotage or any negative thoughts that tend to, to sneak in. Yeah, and you know, we all need help. And and to that end, you know, when you think about what we go through in a life, and, and I like to be able to position that those difficulties, whether it's just difficulty focusing or whatever it might be, or actually real adversity that happens to us. One of the things that I really appreciate about one of my guests that came before um, sometime last year, Steve Gapatorta, he talks about the the importance of embracing adversity because it helps us become the people we're meant to become. And I really think there's something to that. 
And you have gone through some atrocious adversity. And I really believe, Brandy, that the way you have navigated that, the way that you have responded to that is what has made you become who you are and enabled you to be able to stand in the space that you're in. So I want to be able to give you the the chance to be able to tell your story. Um, what happened to you about 18, 19 years ago when you were about 18 years old. And listeners, when she does tell her story, please understand what she's about to share is, 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 is pretty tough to hear. So, but it's important that she shares her story. So Brandy, tell us what happened to you some 18, 19 years ago. As you mentioned, I was 18 years old. I had moved away from home after high school for college Growing up, I was a small town girl. I grew up in a place where you didn't have to lock your front doors. You left your keys in the ignition of your car. I'm not saying it's smart, but I basically lived a sheltered life. And I moved to the city for school and I was working uh, at a bank. One evening I was leaving work and I called my boyfriend who was at my apartment. He uh, was making dinner for me that evening. And so I called to let him know that I was wrapping up at work and I would be headed his way. And so I walked out of the building and I got in my truck and drove out of the parking garage and I made it about three blocks when I stopped at a red light. There was what I thought to be nobody around. So you can imagine I was startled when there was a knock on my window and Two men were there. Um, In a matter of seconds, they were in my vehicle with me, and they had a gun. Um, I will never forget the moment that the gun was put to my head, and the hammer was pulled back, and my body just went into shock. My mind started racing. I started thinking, what should I do? What can I do? I saw no way out, and so I began to pray. Um, This moment is very, it's one of those things that if you don't feel it and you don't witness it, it's very hard to describe, but it's it's remarkable to me, so I want to share this. Um, When I prayed, this warm sensation took over my body. It was like a warm bath, and I felt it truly like a fire. It started at the top of my head, and it went down to my toes. And believe it or not, with that moment, there was this sense of clarity. And I knew that I may see some very, very horrible things, but I believed at that moment that I was going to come out alive. And... So the tears started flowing, no doubt, but mentally I just began to prepare for the fight of my life. Um, I, the evening, I spent the majority of it, one would be driving, the other would have the gun and he would rape me. Um, That's a very harsh word and it's a very harsh way to put it. I understand that. I just don't know how to sugarcoat what I went through or what I saw. Um, in addition to the assault, they uh, showed me gang initiation papers. Um, in those papers, it detailed what they were supposed to do, which was kidnap, rape, rob, and murder me, period. 
I, I took it in stride. I mean, what, what can you do? So um, I just stayed focused, hoping that it would come to an end sooner than later. Um, for the most part, they fulfilled that checklist. Um, they took me to a Target and a Walmart where I was forced to purchase televisions. One brother would stay out in the truck with the gun while I would go inside and the one outside would wait and make sure that we came out in a timely manner because if we didn't, he was prepared to kill my boyfriend. Um, it was 1999, so cell phones weren't all that common. I had one, but I didn't carry it. So what I did have in my vehicle was an address book. Um, in there was family members and friends, their names, their addresses, phone numbers, um, and they had access to that. So anything that I did that evening, I did it willingly, not because it was something that I wanted to do, but I did not want anyone else to be harmed because of something I did or did not do. Um, so many things happened that evening. Uh, we were pulled over by a police officer. The guys, I, I was told, obviously, not to indicate anything was wrong, um, or the police officer and myself would end up dead. So I sat and waited as they didn't provide driver's license. They gave conflicting information, and the police officer honestly had no reason to let us go. I, I, I mean, I you could see the skepticism in his eyes as he was looking at the three of us, and um, I remember the passenger, his hand going for the gun as the police officer paused. But by the grace of God, he um, he let us go because. Little did he know, had he not, neither he nor I would be alive to tell this story today. So, um, this went on for hours. I can't honestly tell you an exact time. I, I, I think I got off work about 8 that evening, and I got home about 2.30 in the morning. Um, I have no clue why they decided to let me go, other than I had begged and pleaded for my life for a considerable amount of time. Um, but when they did finally release me, they drove south of town and pulled over on a highway. They told me I was to not go to the cops. I was to not change my routine because they would be watching me. They um, ripped out pages of my address book to solidify this threat, this fear. They jumped out, and I drove home in shock, but I was relieved it was over. Oh, my gosh, Brandy. I don't even know how you can actually just say all of those words that comprise that story. It's just beyond anything anybody can imagine going through. I, you know, I suppose other people have been through similar things or maybe even worse. I don't know, but... Wow, Brandy, I just really want to say thank you for sharing it. So, I mean, we I, the way that you just shared, I, I almost felt like I was in the truck with you. Um, so, I know you did press charges, and we want, I'll talk about that in just a second here. But first, I want to get to 
What did you learn about yourself in that one horrific day? Well, for someone to truly comprehend what I learned about myself, um, I think it is best to understand a little of who I was before. Growing up, I was extremely shy. I was a very timid child who literally (laughs) cried at the drop of a hat. It didn't matter. Happy, mad, sad, the tears fell. I walked with my head and shoulders down, not in shame, but genuinely in fear of rejection and disappointment, disbelief, all of those things. So I believed that my tears and my emotions controlled me. Um, And I lived with those self-imposed restraints for as long as I can remember. So on that horrible day, sure, my tears fell just like they always did, but I realized it did not interfere with my ability to fight, it became clear to me that my emotions did not hinder me. My thoughts, my emotions, my reactions, everything I did that day saved me. I realized I'm not weak. I'm a survivor. And I was a great, I, I, there's no way to describe that feeling. It was amazing. That is just so worth the price of admission, what you just said there. And we'll talk more about that here in just a second. But let's grab our first break, Brandy. I'm your host, Elise Cortez. We run the air with Brandy Neese, an emerging speaker entering a new chapter of her life, having recently begun her journey in helping and encouraging struggling individuals. She joins us today from Mason, Texas. We've been talking about her history and what she's gone through here. After the break, we're going to talk about her emotional journey and her ongoing development that's gotten her where she is today. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Elise Cortez is a speaker and engagement and development catalyst. She designs and delivers professional development, leadership, and engagement workshops and can bring her expertise to your organization. She will help ignite meaningful development within your workforce that will increase employee engagement, performance, and retention. To learn more or to invite Elise to speak to your organization, please visit her at www.elisecortez.com. She would welcome the opportunity to help get your employees working on purpose. This is Working on Purpose with Elise Cortez. To reach our program today, send an email to Elise, A-L-I-S-E, at EliseCortez.com. Now... Back to Working on Purpose. Thanks for staying with us and welcome back to Working on Purpose. If you're just joining us, my guest is Brandy Neese. She's an emerging speaker entering a new chapter of her life, having recently begun her journey in helping and encouraging struggling individuals. Brandy spent the next 20 years facing fears, overcoming personal obstacles, and improving her self-image after an atrocious event in her late teens. She's navigated a successful career in the finance industry and has discovered a bigger calling for herself in service of her one precious life and all she's lived through. She's now utilizing her passion and experiences to help facilitate healing and empower others to overcome their own fears, shame, doubt, and daily trials. I'm your host, Elise Cortez. So, Brandy, before the break, you were sharing with us just really what you went through and what you discovered about yourself, which is phenomenal to be able to stand in that kind of power and understanding of just how amazing you as an individual can have been your whole life and just didn't really know until that moment. 
for this next segment, I want to focus on your emotional journey and your the ongoing development that you've been through since since that event. Um, but before we get into that, I do want to surface that you did press charges against those two men. And one of the things the detective handling your case told you was that your ability to humanize yourself to these two men actually helped save your life. Can you say a little bit more about that? Yes. Um, <clears throat> throughout the course of the evening, everything that went on, no matter what it was, I attempted to communicate with them. I told them about my parents and how much I loved them and that I wanted to go home to see them. I told them about my boyfriend, like I said, that was cooking dinner. I told him how he was probably missing for missing me or even looking for me. Um, even though it was a lie, I told them that I had no hard feelings. I understood they had a job to do, but... That if they would let me go, I would forget this ever happened. Um, I guess I just wanted them to see me for who I was, which basically was a scared little girl who wanted to run home to mommy and daddy. And I didn't want them to just see me as another check mark on their list. That is phenomenal, Brandy, that you had the presence, one, to draw from, frankly, your your intellect to be able to rationalize telling something like that in such an even tone and to bring yourself into an intimate space with them where they could hear that from you. I just, I think if that's not human, if, that, if, that, if that's not emotional intelligence on steroids, I just don't know what is. Um, <laughs> and, you know, well, and what's funny is if you would have asked me 20 years ago, I would have thought that was me being weak. But like you're saying, it's whatever emotions were in me, they just told me, this is what you need to do. Well, and this is where we go back to what you've been saying to me that you really want to help your your audiences understand is the importance of mindset, right? It's just so important how it is that we situate things in our life, who we are, the events in our life. We, and this is one of the things we talked about in, in the conversation or the talk that I shared was, we are the ultimate creators of every part of meaning in our lives. We manufacture meaning in everything that we do. So we get to decide what's what meaning a situation, a person, or an encounter is for us. Now you have a different take on your emotions than you did growing up. So you've said to me that you, you were a very emotional child and that people just didn't know how to take you or respond to your emotions when you were growing up. Will you say a little bit about that? I mean, you've shared a couple of, of stories with me, but... Tell us what you mean by that. Well, my childhood was an emotional roller coaster, no doubt. Um, not because I went any through anything horrendous or terrible or because people were necessarily mean, but it's just who I was. Um, I remember at the age of four, when my cousin used to come visit for the summer, he figured out that if he wanted to make me cry, literally all he had to do was point his finger at me. And I would burst into tears, and he thought that was hilarious. That became the game that he played while he was there. And that was just the standard when I was at a young age. It was it was funny to everybody. It was We got a good laugh out of it. But then as I got older, it seemed to become more of an annoyance. 
when I would cry, people would roll their eyes, not because they were bullies or they, they just weren't emotional and they didn't understand me fully, which I accept now, but it has taken a lot to get to this place. I can only imagine, but I do want to surface some of that because I really applaud. Of course, I'm a person. What do I do for a living is I I do help people discover their passion and purpose, and I help them really develop further into who they, they can and are meant to become. So ongoing development is important for me. It's everything for me. And so after that awful encounter of yours at the age of 18, tender age of 18, by the way, you set out to to really put yourself on a path to develop your confidence and self-image and and continue your journey of emotional development. Can you share a little bit about what that path entailed? Yes, it, it, it most definitely was not an overnight process. It was lengthy. It was catapulted by the detective that we've talked about. Um, We've talked about me pressing charges. I went through with that, and I could not have asked for a more amazing woman to assist me. Um, It was during that time that she told me how strong I was, and I thought, okay, here's this woman who has no idea who I was. She didn't know how emotional I was growing up, or she just saw the demons that I faced, and she believed me, she believed in me, and she stood by my side and battled with me to fight these guys. And so it was in that moment that I realized, okay, here's this woman, she saw me as strong, and I wanted to live up to that. I wanted other people to see me as strong. So um, it led to me getting counseling where I received um, tips for coping with anxiety, which I still have, and I still use those techniques, like uh, dim-lit rooms and warm baths. Um, I had this unfamiliar sense of confidence, and it required a daily focus to maintain it, These two men had had control over a short period in my life, and I was determined that they were not going to get a second more, And which I know, obviously, I can't maintain 100% control of my life, but that was what I wanted to aim for going forward. And so I went step by step. I started setting small goals, which I adjusted as I achieved. Um, I stayed focused with Uh, the encouragement of my family and those around me. And basically through baby steps, I was able to define the person that I've become today. You're reminding me so much, Brandy, um, of my fascination with with resilience um, in in inquiry around human development and well-being, certainly. And what I've always been fascinated with, with the idea of resilience, and you're showcasing it beautifully, is that where you see young people develop resilience is they might have really an atrocious upbringing or have awful things happen to them like have, have happened to you. But if one adult believes and sees that person as being worthy and and, and seeing them for, for as strong, it makes all the difference in the world. And they can then in that instance develop resilience. And it seems like that's what's happened for you. Absolutely. I could not have defined it better. 
Mm. What a difference it makes. Um, well, so when I when I think about really all you've gone through, I mean, the, what you your journey has, I think, really produced a tremendous amount of insight and wisdom in you, and I think that's going to be a very very powerful contribution to your audiences as, as you continue speaking. Um, you know, we all go through awful, atrocious things. I hope that none of they're they're not on the on the level that you've described for us. But it's how we respond to those things. You and I talked about this. It's how we respond to these things that really makes the difference. Mm-hmm. So, when you're out speaking or even writing, I know you're writing articles as well. What is it that you're really trying to impart to your audiences? What do you want them to get from your story? Life is a beautiful thing but it may not always be filled with what we see as beauty. Um, We all encounter hardships, struggles, or difficulties quite often. And thankfully, not everyone is going to see what I have seen. But unfortunately, there are people who have seen worse, much worse. I believe what it all boils down to is we're different individuals, facing different battles, but we have at least one thing in common. We have the ability to choose how we react and how we move forward. Um, Many people, including myself, especially myself, we have a tendency to become prisoners in what is actually a prison that we have created all on our own. Uh, did, Did I ask those men to do what they did to me? Absolutely not. Uh, do do I believe that I deserve to be happy and to take advantage of my one precious life? Yes, I do. And so does everyone else. Well, that is incredible. And what I know about the world and why I'm doing the work that I'm doing, Brandy, is I don't care where you are in the world. You need inspiration. You need something to help you in your journey to get where you want to go next. And I think that you are that guiding light for a lot of people. Unfortunately, a lot of people in the world who desperately need to hear your message. Um, it It's sad to think about the number of people out there that have been through something similar, but I truly hope that whether it be sharing or listening or... Um, Whatever it may be, I just hope they can find a piece of happiness and a piece of hope. Well, I think that they can. If when you're in front of them, or whether the, whether you're speaking or writing to them, I think they can. And on that note, let's grab our last our last break. I'm Elise Cortez, your host. We're on the air with Brandy Nice. She's an emerging speaker entering a new chapter of her life, having recently begun her journey in helping and encouraging struggling individuals. She joins today from Mason, Texas. After the break, we're going to hear more about her writing and speaking platform. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Elise Cortez is a speaker and engagement and development catalyst. She designs and delivers professional development, leadership, and engagement workshops and can bring her expertise to your organization. She will help ignite meaningful development within your workforce that will increase employee engagement, performance, and retention. To learn more or to invite Elise to speak to your organization, please visit her at www.elisecortez.com. She would welcome the opportunity to help get your employees working on purpose.
This is Working on Purpose with Elise Cortez. To reach our program today, send an email to Elise, A-L-I-S-E, at EliseCortez.com. Now, back to Working on Purpose. Thanks for staying with us and welcome back to Working on Purpose. If you're just tuning in, my guest is Brandy Neese. She's an emerging speaker entering a new chapter of her life, having recently begun her journey in helping and encouraging struggling individuals. Brandy spent the next 20 years of her life after an atrocious event, facing fears, overcoming personal obstacles, and improving her self-image. She has navigated a successful career in the finance industry and has discovered a bigger calling for herself in service of her one precious life and all she's lived through. She is now utilizing her passion and experiences to help facilitate healing and empower others to overcome their own fears, shame, doubt, and daily trials. I'm your host, Elise Cortez. So, Brandy, for this next segment here, I, I wanted to really showcase how you've really stepped out into a new place in, in your life. And I just so applaud this. And and you said when we began speaking that you just you wanted to to not to, to stop your, being ashamed, ashamed of your own life and your story and share it because you recognize that when you did share it, not only did it help yourself, but it would help others that maybe have gone through something similar. And I just think that is such such a gift and it really is standing in purpose so can you help us understand what's it like to be working from a place of purpose well for so long I took pride in what I consider to be achievements and and yes I have I've come leaps and bounds from where I was but then just in the short couple of months that where we've been visiting it's unbelievable how much my mood has changed and and my outlook on life has altered in a great way and I know it may sound corny but I feel like my body is on fire in a good way I I wake up in the morning and I'm ready to get out of bed and I'm energized and I'm motivated and I'm excited and I'm just ready to chase my dreams and and help others how beautiful is that right I mean that's why that's why I I think it's so important, Brandy, to go after. It's worth digging for our purpose. It's worth going to go look for it and growing it because it does give us that fire and that zest and that passion. And it also gives us this crazy confidence to do things that we wouldn't otherwise think we should be doing, like sharing our story. And right. It's, it's amazing. The power of purpose. Absolutely. I'm on top of making me, a happier person and I've, I've been told by friends you know they they can see this renewed sense of passion on my face so it not only does it make me happy but it makes those around me happy well and that's one of the things that I say and I've even got on my website Brandy is that this whole thing about purpose is one it it makes us a much more fulfilled person an individual but then it just cascades to everybody we touch and so our immediate loved ones our families, our, our significant others, and then into our communities, certainly our employers, whoever else we serve in terms of our clients, um, the community at large, and, and really the ripple effect can go into the state and the, and, and the nation. I mean, it's, it's incredible what happens when we work from purpose. Absolutely. So what about that immediate family for you? What, what about your kids? Are you showing up differently for your kids then? What do they see? Well, until now... I guess I, I didn't realize how volatile my mood was. 
I, I was so driven and focused on this self-improvement, um, making myself a better person. Um, I wanted to heal, and but my highs were really high and my lows were really low, even just a few months ago. But now when setbacks happen, they don't rattle me like they did before, and my kids have certainly noticed. Something will happen, milk will spill, or some, a mishap will happen, and they'll look at me. And I'll just smile and they think, who is this lady? And I mean, I've always felt confident as a mother, not perfect by any means, but confident. Uh, I worked really hard to keep my healing process separate, but I guess I just didn't realize how transparent I was with them. And so uh, it's a good feeling for them to see the happiness and to rub off on them. Mm, that is so great. Uh, what I'm hearing and what you're saying, Brandy, is it just seems like things are just more of, of an even keel. Still high, but it, more of an even keel. Is that exactly. what you're saying? Okay. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah, that is so great. Um, what a gift, you know, this this purpose thing. And, um, you know, it's funny, every once in a while I want to go out and talk about what it is that, that I do. And people are sometimes, in fact, I've had people say, I just don't get it. I don't get it. I'm like, I understand. It's not for everybody. But if you get it, it really can make all the difference in your life. Absolutely. You just, you feel like you can do anything when you're filled with this excitement and this passion. Yeah, and you know, that's where we start to make a difference. And so that's where when, you know, I don't know if you remember us talking about this in the talk that I gave to your group, but that's when we really become pretty irresistible. It's really hard to resist somebody who's passionate about what they're what they're doing and what they're saying. It's hard to go, eh, eh not really. I think I'm going to opt out of that, right? <laughs> it's just it, hard to resist that. So, <laughs> Absolutely. And you think about somebody gave me this analogy, okay? So there's a bowl of fruit. And when you have that one piece of fruit that's not good, it tends to rub off. But, I mean, it's the same thing with happiness, though. Like, let's put a positive spin on it. If you're happy and you're doing something good, that rubs off, too. Mm-hmm. No doubt. And and to that end, absolutely. That's why I do the work that I do, for sure. Um, in fact, I'll just say really quickly, when we talk about one precious life, you know, I, I just literally a few days ago, um, my mother passed and it was good. She was, she was ready, but it also really brings into bear that we really do just have one precious life. And I got to do the eulogy brandy and to be able to bear witness to the magnificence of my mother's 73 years was fantastic. But that's, it goes back to what's the lens you want to put on this, right? And, and a eulogy is by its definition, a good story. Um, and I think everybody benefits from a good story. Absolutely. That makes me think about one of your guests on your show, The Green Burial. Mm-hmm. Forgive me, I can't remember her name. I do. It's Elizabeth Fournier. I talked to her when I was when I was up here in Oregon. She she's uh, I told her what was going on. Yes, yeah, she's magnificent. Yes, and she encouraged the listeners to write their own eulogy. And what have you done to this point? And it just makes you want to do more, so you have more to tell. Well, and that's right. And and to that end, I, I want to get to what it is that you're conveying to your audiences. And we talked about, you say that this is not easy, that, you know, life is not easy. You will encounter hardships and obstacles. But there's another part of your message that I think is really important. And I'd love for you to expand just a little bit on it. But it's the notion of healing from trauma and the hope that comes along with that. Will you say more about about that and why it's so important for you to, to share that message? Yes. Um, as you said, 
I don't want anyone to feel like I believe it's a simple concept. I don't by any means think that someone is going to hear this story and they're going to immediately just turn over a new leaf and be happy forever. I mean, I can hope that that's is their happiness is that simple, but I'm a, I'm realistic. So I know from experience that there's nothing easy about it. It involves learning to love yourself, believing in who you are and who you can be. It involves retraining the way you think in terms of accepting and responding to adversity. And it, it includes surrounding yourself with encouragers and uplifters. And finally, it it means maintaining focus, which is difficult to do, as we've mentioned. And as much as I would love to be a mentor or volunteer, I, I can't do that for every single person that I encounter. But I really hope that in sharing my story, individuals will find commonalities that give them a needed reassurance that they can do the same, even if their situation isn't exactly the same. I hope they can take that core concept Um, Most importantly, I just want anyone and everyone who is struggling to know there is hope out there. I got so present to something as you were speaking, Brandy, and that was that, you know, when somebody hears maybe a message just slightly differently than, than, than they had before, like maybe you heard when I was speaking about the difference between management and leadership, it, it just was an opening, right? I got the idea that you standing, when you're out speaking to audiences as you do, and when they're reading your articles, and they realize that here's someone who's gone through something really atrocious, like maybe I have, like they might be thinking, this is kind of like what I went through. And she's standing in front of me and she's she's helping me up. It's like there's a, a thread of connection. Now they're connected to you. It's like you're giving them a bolt of energy and saying, look, I'm giving you a hand up just like the detective did for you. That's what I'm getting when I hear you talk. That's all I could hope for. That That would be a dream come true. Wow. Well, you're already out there doing it. You're already starting to share your message, and 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 you you've got you've got articles you've submitted out for for uh, admission, and so I th- you know we talked before about yeah you could be a volunteer you could be a mentor and and that will certainly help, but why do you think this work as a speaker and a writer is so important in the world for you from your vantage point? Well, from a personal standpoint. It has been and, and continues to be a very vital part of my healing and learning process. As for the impact or importance to the rest of the world, um, I no one will ever truly know just how a message will be received, um, whether it's speaking or writing, until it's shared and, and until you see that reaction. Um, And, you know, as you and I have talked about that message you share, it may not be for everyone. However, I believe when you share your message of, in my case, it's a message of happiness or hope, um, a message of healing or even just improving self-image or giving yourself the confidence needed to chase your dreams. Well, it, it then gives even just a handful of people a voice and that's that's so worth the effort, and that's exactly what I hope to do. 
So I have two thoughts to that, two reactions. One is is um, more serious. The other one is much more lighthearted. So first, I'll say that in my my work, I'm constantly reading and devouring the literature around my my world, around purpose, well being, inspiration, passion. Um, purpose and Aaron Hurst is well known for his work in the purpose space and he says that for something to qualify as a purpose it has to have three components to it one whatever you're doing has to be in service of a of some someone or some ones much bigger than you and you're certainly doing that when you go out and speak two in the in the act of 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 providing your or being in step with your purpose you are personally growing yourself which you said just before and three, in so doing, you are creating a community. And and I think that if you look at what you're up to here, Brandy, then you're, according to Aaron Hurst, and I would agree with him, you are absolutely living and working from purpose. That The word community, it's that's so important to me because I think I just want to provide an environment where these struggling individuals feel comfortable to to come together and and heal and grow and live on purpose as we've been talking about. Well, the second thing that I was going to say that came to mind that's a little bit more more um, jovial, if you will, is it reminds me too of um, a joke that one of my favorite authors likes to talk about and he's he talks about how this gentleman hops in this cab and he tells the cab driver hurry up step on it go as fast as you can and the cab driver says where are we going he goes it doesn't matter i'm needed everywhere (laughs) (laughs) isn't that great that is great unfortunately brandy you're needed everywhere it you know you are you're needed everywhere (laughs) oh that's great right you get in the cab and you tell them to step on it because you've got places to go so (laughs) i'm going to use that isn't that great i I mean it's just um, it's important that as we talk about such a serious topic that we can also recognize that there's still room for for humor in this space um (laughs) so as we come to a close of the show, Brandy, I don't you you know because we've talked about it and you've heard some of my other episodes, but I always like to give my guests the the last word, and you've already shared so much with us. But what else would you like to leave with our listeners as a parting thought? Well, I'm one of those that likes to scroll through the internet, and I find inspirational quotes that keep me going. Um, and I found one that was perfect to share. I'm not taking credit for it by any means, but. I thought it was just great. So miracles start to happen when you give as much energy to your dreams as you do to your fears. Isn't that awesome? I mean, if you think about everything that you do, every task, every emotion, everything that you do has, it involves energy. And so why not use that energy to do something great? That is a fantastic way to finish Oh, Brandy, thank you so much. Wow. And thank you again for coming into my life, letting me be part of yours, and for going out and doing the work that you're doing to share your story with audiences and, and readers who desperately need to hear your story and be uplifted by hope and the possibility to really chase their dreams. Thank you for joining us and sharing as you have. Thank you. Thank you for the spark that you've created in my life and for continuing to support me. It's an honor and a privilege, Brandy. If you want to contact Brandy Neese to invite her to speak to your group, reach her via email. What's the best way to, to email you, Brandy? Um, I'll spell it out. It's B-R-A-N-D-Y dot N dot N-E-E-C-E 
at gmail.com. One more time, Brandy. B-R-A-N-D-Y dot N dot N-E-E-C-E at gmail.com. Awesome. Great. Listeners, if you want to reach her to engage her in conversation, to invite her to speak, that's the best way to find her. As to programs, last week, if you missed the show, you can always catch a re-recorded podcast. We were on the air with Sean Anderson. He is a number one ranked motivational author, unlimited thinker, and lifetime entrepreneur with a history of inspiring others. We kicked off 2019 by talking about the importance and glee of pursuing your next, the next thing in your life that has you bolting out of bed in the morning, running strong after your dream, what you can do to make sure that next actually comes to fruition. Next week, we'll be on the air with Rachel Clizold talking about her ability to take something from our lives from trauma and bring it into the space of healing and the magic that comes with that. Remember that work is a one-third of our lives, so let's work on purpose. We hope you've enjoyed this week's program. Be sure to tune in to Working on Purpose, featuring your host, Elise Cortez, each week on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. This week, find your life's purpose at work.